done such an amazing job of building the last three years. We have a lot of depth. We feel like we're going to have a great opportunity offensively to, to do what we need to do. And the time is now. We know that. It's Hogan Johns. Come Sunday or Monday, Thursday, wherever time it is, we be prepared. Like my success doesn't really matter as much as the team's success. You can feel the energy, the juice, the swag coming back. It's a fun time to be a Chicago Bear. From NBC, NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Adam Hogan. You are the father, Daddy. And from the, from the Athletic. It's Adam Adam Johns. It truly is a beauty and the beast. I might add a handsome beast at that. It's the Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in Hogan Johns with you on Cut Day. The Bears have their 53-man roster, which will change probably by the time you listen to this. It's changing right now, I imagine. Yes. And again and again and again. That's uh, That's what happens, but... This is the initial 53-man roster. We know that you guys wanted our thoughts on it. So we're here uh, a little bit late on a Tuesday night. At least I think that's the day of the week it is right now. Uh, But welcome in. We will give you our thoughts on this initial 53-man roster for the Bears. Some surprises? Maybe not really, but we'll explain everything. And um, There's a couple positions that they kept more guys than I thought, things like that. But uh, we'll get into it. Welcome in Hogan Johns with you. And this podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together with the best live and on demand. Learn more at directtv.com. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue. That's me at Adam Johns. That's him. J-A-H-N-S on that uh, last name spelling. And you can read me at NBCSportsChicago.com. Got a big story up today uh, on the uh, way Matt Nagy has used the Bill Walsh diversity coaching diversity fellowship to help build his coaching staff and uh, let you check it out and read all about it. But guys like Henry Burris, Chris Jackson, Ron L. Williams on the Bears coaching staff. It's They've gone from interns to significant members on the staff. So hopefully you find that enjoyable to read. Johnsy's up on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you go to subscribe. And Kevin's got all his rosters thoughts he must because if i had to explain uh let's see how many texts have i gotten today from <laughs> you it's probably like before 30 minutes before we start recording I, it was probably like zero. i don't like nighttime podcasts man i don't like nighttime podcasts okay so do you remember the conversation we had on the practice field two days ago where we just, we we said should we do it on tuesday night or wednesday morning and you were all in on tuesday night that was you I was, and then I went through the actual day of Tuesday. Yes. And here we are. Like, I got to be quiet sometimes because the kids are sleeping in the house. Yeah. I got a baby upstairs. Yeah. Don't wake up the baby. Don't wake up the baby. It's all right. We'll get through it. Um, well, I was, what I was actually saying it was not about that. Um, so it's it's all good. What I was <laughs> no, gonna, you, you just set me up. No, what I was going to say is that uh, is that you. I didn't get many texts from you today during roster cutdowns. I think I got over a hundred from Kevin Fishbane. So yeah. we oh, can no, so yeah, we yeah. can tell between the two of you who cares about it more. <laughs> yeah, man. When I first started on this beat, this was such a huge day, huge yeah. day, and, and I don't want to dismiss it because the, this this is people's livelihoods at stake. But one thing I've learned over the years is that at the bottom of the roster, there's so much turnover. Yeah. There's so much churning 
of that bottom of the roster that I'm try, I, you try not to make too much out of certain moves. Now, if like a guy like Danny Trevathan got cut, that's big news. Like those are notable cuts. Guy like <laughs> Cam Cam Newton gets cut, yeah, I'd be texting you a bunch too, just like Kevin Fishbane. But um, knowing this being my my tenth year on the beat, I try not to get too worked up about the bottom of the roster. Yeah, I'm with you on that too. However, I mean the fans do care. And yeah, I, I see. I don't want to make it sound like I, I don't care. These are people's livelihoods. Like I, I don't like going crazy about certain cuts and stuff like this because certain families are affected by this across the league. You know, it is what it is. It's the business side of the sport. But that's my thought on it. Yeah. No. I, but I, you and I see this the same way. In that, um, like, I, I was getting some text today. From uh, people and even some, you know, people at work, they were like, "Wow, like this happened," and I was like, "Yeah, that happens." Yeah. that's. Uh, I think the one that was like, "Oh, Desmond Trufant got cut," and I was like, "Did you hear what Matt Nagy said on Monday? Like, that dude was get definitely getting cut." Yeah, you heard how he answered that question about Desmond Trufant. Well, mm-hmm. that was yesterday, right? I'm losing track. It was of yesterday. Days. I was like, "Oh." And it's a sensitive thing, you know. He he uh, he left the team a couple weeks ago to be with his father, who passed away. Um, so you know, our our thoughts go out to Desmond Truvon and his family because that's very sad. But you know, at at the same time, he was competing for a roster spot and uh, was never assured a job here. I, I think at the time that signing was kind of made out to be like oh he's the replacement for Kyle Fuller and in reality like he was never guaranteed a job and um again I like uh, totally sensitive to the human nature side of this and really sucks obviously what he's going through with his family so I have all the sympathy in the world for that but like when you get back to the the brass tacks of how the NFL business operates if you're competing for a job and you're not here for whatever the reason is for a long time there's a chance you're going to lose your job. You can even look at Cam Newton. Like Cam Newton, that's the surprise cut of the day in the NFL. Get vaccinated, players. Get vaccinated. But like not vaccinated, missed a significant... I mean, for him, it was a little bit less, but it was still five days at camp because of a testing issue in the middle of a quarterback competition. Yeah. Like, dude, that's how you lose jobs. It's just, unfortunately, that's how it works. You open the door for Mac Jones to basically steal the show. And he did. He did. Yep. Played well with the starters, and now, I mean, that's the lesson there. If you're a player now, like who was a free agent, you better get vaccinated because there's protocols to go through. You can't just come into the buildings right away after a negative test and you go through five days of protocols. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get a job right now and you're on unvaccinated, good luck. And that's the absolute truth. That's just that. Um, I was talking to a non-Bears personnel. Um staffer for whatever it's worth uh about a week ago about a player who had been cut loose by another team and was looking to get you know a tryout and things like that and the first question guess what the first question was is he vaccinated that was the first question yeah that's the reality because that's what this situation is so um I and and by the way, that's been a topic since the start of this whole thing. So I I don't I, if you're a player who lost their job today and is now like, oh shoot, I probably should have been vaccinated to get another job. Like you, if you weren't informed of that, then your agent probably didn't do a good enough job because that's been obvious for months now. And we say this 
knowing very well that there's players on this Bears first 53-man roster, first first 53-man roster, who don't have both shots, who aren't mm-hmm. fully vaccinated. So, something to keep in mind as this season unfolds, because there will be protocols to go through for all 32 teams. But are there? I don't know if there's any like bubble guys. No, no bubble guys. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, like, they, oh, you're they, talking about bubble guys? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, but like, yes, yeah, okay, but still applies to the Bears. Um, I'm glad you brought up Desmond Trufant because if if I'm going to start anywhere on the roster, it's that there's like four cornerbacks on this team right now. <laughs> we, I'm saying this at 9:23 p.m. here in Chicago. On the night of August 31st, knowing very well that in the next 24 hours there are going to be new cornerbacks on this roster because there is no way in hell the Bears are going into the first <laughs> game against the Rams with only four cornerbacks on the roster. Yeah, that would be a bold strategy. <laughs> that would be bold. Um, yeah, and it's not a great group of corners you, like it doesn't blow you away by any means i mean you like to pick a jalen johnson but the guy's still got to prove he could stay healthy for a full season kindleville door duke shelley i don't know that like I'd, those guys so this tells you that those guys won their competitions yeah but, but i'm not blow sure blow me away no no i don't think that's the case here i i just think they didn't like the competition within the competition right. so they won it by default so maybe they'll check the. You know they're gonna check out the waiver wires. You, you, I, I feel like they already have a few players in mind who they want, but those were positions of concern going into camp. And here we are, less than two weeks away from going to Los Angeles, and they're still major positions of concern. Yeah, positions of major concern. See, I'm tired. I can't do podcasts after 9 p.m. Yeah, pick up the energy there, buddy. We got. Uh, we got. Roster we got seven to linebackers talk. to talk about. After you started the pod, saying none of this matters. No, it we got to figure out the roster. See, I, this I don't does matter, my, though. Hey, hey, see, this does matter. See, they, but this, this is this is my point, though. The Bears have seven inside linebackers on their roster. There's no way in hell they're going into Los Angeles with seven linebackers on their roster. And like, I, I don't know, like when people like the Lions don't have a kicker. They literally don't have a kicker on the ro- on their fifty three man roster. You think that's going to work out for them? That's like, yeah. I, it, it's just important context to have. Like, yes, people like this. I don't want. I don't know why people like this day. Maybe there's just more. I don't know clarity on who the best players are. But let's get real. Four cornerbacks. Yeah. Seven inside linebackers. So that's l- not playing out this way. Let's start where, the, I mean, if there were any surprises at all today. Okay, one was, I was surprised Artie Burns was cut. And I wonder if, like, could he be a guy coming back? I don't know. But remember, they had to basically, they basically had a 52-man roster today because Tevin, Jenkins, Tevin yeah. Jenkins had to be on the 53 to come back this season. So he'll be placed on IR. I think they could do that tomorrow, right? It just has to be like 24 hours. So he'll be placed on IR, and then he'll be able to come back anytime after, I think, what is now three weeks based on the rule. Um, I think it'll be longer than that, but that's just what the rule says. So, But to be able to come back from IR 
in a season, you have to be on the initial 53-man roster. So they kind of had to burn a roster spot today. So because you don't have to place a veteran on waivers, you can just release them, and Artie Burns qualified for that. Uh, you know, you could just sign them tomorrow back on the team after you clear the I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think that that's an option. I think that signing a different corner or trading for a corner is an option. Um, now, if a trade was going to go down, I would have maybe thought that would happen in the last couple of days, but there's still a week and a half until the season starts. So there's still some time here. Remember when Khalil Mack was traded, right? It was, I mean, it was right at cutdowns, but it was basically a week before the first game. So there's, there's so, probably so some changes. You're going into LA though. Well, Khalil Mack comes in. He's he's your instant best player on the team. You know, it's more than just beyond your starting outside linebacker. Like, so right now the Bears are more than likely going into Week One against the Rams with starting secondary of Jalen Johnson, Cadell Vildor, Duke Shelley at nickel, safeties Deshaun Gibson and Eddie Jackson. That's your starting secondary. Yeah. And DeAndre Houston Carson and Deion Bush have been the backup safeties for the Bears for like 14 years now. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much, but you're, you're right. Maybe <laughs> they, have been. they have been. <laughs> um, not 14, but like Three's seven. a long time, yeah. Seven, weren't they drafted? Seven, it's not seven. No, it can't be. 15, weren't they drafted in 15? So six? They've been around for a while. They've been around for a while. Um, obviously, the reason there's seven inside linebackers, though, is because Joel, EA, Booneyway, Josh Woods, Caleb Johnson are there for special teams, right? Um, I'm what about a, the other four guys? <laughs> well, Roquan Smith. Dan, I know, I know. I'm trying to make light of this situation. Seven inside linebackers just makes me chuckle for some reason. Yeah, it is a lot. But, like, people get caught up in that. Like, I was just seeing we got a tweet from somebody, like, freaking out about how there are, what, there five tight ends? Yeah. Five tight ends. Well, see that doesn't surprise me too much because I think they, they've actually kept five in the past. Well, like look at this: J.P. Holtz and Ryan Null are like the same player. One's listed as a running back, one's as a tight end. So like that, that easily could have been flipped. They're, they're, once you get to that spot, that decision that's being made, that's a special teams decision. Same thing with the inside linebackers. Like uh, Iggy and Josh Woods are not being kept because they might need them to fill in for Roquan Smith. That's there for special teams. So where what position they get listed on the roster is sort of irrelevant. They're special teamers. Like that's their position. So don't get too caught up in how many guys from this position are versus only this many from this position. Those are special teams decisions. And those are also always in flux and still could be. I mean, those are guys that could still be let go. Um, and especially with how much time there is now between now and the first game, there still could be moves. Well, you need help in the secondary. The secondary usually, when you talk about reserves, there's a bunch of defensive backs that play on special teams. You just you need bodies at that position. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, and you know, Mario Edwards is going to come back from his two game suspension. He's going to be on the roster. Um, there's some maneuvering they have to do, no doubt about it. Um, five, what they got? Five wide receivers, right? Those have ten offensive linemen. Some of these numbers are kind of whack. Yeah. But again, it's just the initial 53 man. Yeah. 
All right. Well, let's um let's just quickly go position by position here. Okay. All just right. initial thoughts. Uh, obviously, quarterback. No surprises. Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, Nick Foles. Some people were still wondering if Nick Foles would be moved. Um, if he hasn't been moved by now, I, <laughs> the chances keep decreasing, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're going to keep three quarterbacks. And that's not that crazy. I mean, in a perfect world, you're obviously not hoping Nick Foles plays a snap this year. But teams keep three quarterbacks. Tyler Bray had been on the 53-man roster at times. You know, it does happen. Um, so Nick Foles is there for now. We'll see if that changes, but no surprise there. Okay, running back, David Montgomery, Damian Williams, Khalil Herbert. Um, I guess the only surprise is that maybe that Ryan Nall wasn't kept. Artavis Pierce. Eh. Yeah, and that's a mix that's going to change because three Cohen can return in, what, seven weeks? Yeah. If he's ready in seven weeks. If he's ready. Yeah. But yeah, then that's a situation. We'll go back to having four running backs and knock somebody else off somewhere else. But again, it's special teams. You know, there's always, if you're talking about special teamers, that's where Cohen comes in as well. Yeah. Counts uh, multiple ways. All right, wide receivers. Uh, this played out how I thought it should. With Javon Wims being let go last week and now Calvin Ridley um, yeah. Riley Ridley if it was Calvin Ridley yeah. you know, the Bears would have something here yeah. but yes <laughs> if the Bears cut Calvin Ridley uh, that would be a story no it's Riley Ridley and um, I guess technically Riley Ridley could end up back on the practice squad with the way the rules are but um, I don't know at this point it just seems like I, I just think you never saw enough from him over right I mean, this is a guy that the Bears once said was the highest ranked player on their board at that certain time when that what that fourth round. Fourth round. Um, turned out to be just a bad pick. Just a bad pick. Um, that's sometimes where you where you think needs come into play because I that's when they spent a lot of money and draft capital. I think, or at least the Anthony Miller picks some capital capital both ways on uh on that receiver position and the drafted Riley really um. Sometimes need needs to push the board a little bit, but yeah, not a good pick by the Bears. I'll just say this: like Rodney Adams showed us more in the last month than Javon Wims and Riley Ridley ever did. Well, that's games, practices, preseason games, like whatever. It it was like Rodney Adams, you he caught your eye, and that just never really happened with those guys. So I think they made the right move uh, to to keep Rodney Adams around. Uh, and we'll see what kind of upside he still has left in him. I don't think yeah. expectations should be too high, but it's. I, I I like the fact that they're continuing to give him a chance. You know what I like about it is it's, it's it's as simple as this: the guy earned it. Yeah. Like sometimes other factors come to play. Like truthfully, I, I'm always a little bit surprised when rookie draft picks get cut, and there was two of them this yeah. year, and and Daz Newsom. And Thomas Graham Jr. I'm always surprised by that because those are our picks and they want to be protected. But at the same time, sometimes some guys just stand out and are better than you. And this year it was Rodney Adams um, at wide receiver. He earned that position. He and, earned that roster spot. And also, I like the fact that the Bears were not afraid to cut draft picks. Like, 
and, and those guys, if they don't get picked up elsewhere, will probably end up back on the practice squad. We're talking about Daz Newsom, the wide receiver out of North Carolina, and Thomas Graham Jr. out of Oregon, the defensive back. But like, it says kind of a lot with the fact they only keep four corners, they have a problem there, and they still cut a draft pick. Like, this goes back to when people ask, like, well, why do they do this? What? Just follow what the logic is telling you there. Like, they did not think Thomas Graham Jr. was that good. Now, they may still think they can get more out of him if they can get him to the practice squad. But if he can't contribute this year, they shouldn't be wasting in roster spot. And I'll be honest, like, I just, I can't remember a single moment in camp, really, where Daz Newsom or Thomas Graham, like, really stood out to me. And I say that also admitting that it wasn't like I was like looking at them closely. But when you go through, what was it, five weeks of practices and three preseason games and you're never writing that guy's name down in your notebook? Should should you really go out of your way to keep a draft pick just because they're a draft yeah. pick at that point? I, I have another point on that too. Remember Clifton Duck? Ah! Undrafted guy. Mm. But he made a bunch of interceptions, and you're taking note yes. of him. Like, like that's how much certain players have to impress at certain positions, right? Like, if when you're talking about the bottom of the roster, like this was a guy who was making pick after pick after pick and still didn't make the team. Like, we had colleagues who projected him on rosters. <laughs> you know what my favorite? I for you know what that name registers in my brain for. Um, the Bears 100 year celebration, that huge convention they had, um, which turned out it like really felt like a pre Super Bowl party for a team that ended up not being that good, but all the hype involved, right? And like that was an excitement with the Bears was probably at its highest, maybe pre drafting of Justin Fields, at least in the time that you and I have covered the team. And when they introduced all the players at that convention, it was the middle of summer, so they had a 90-man roster. And Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer are up there, and they're going through. It, it was like the only – the whole weekend was perfect. I thought the Bears did a phenomenal job. But the one thing I would have changed is did they really have to go through all 90 players? And for some no. reason, Clifton Duck's name – and I don't remember exactly what like – but like it came between like Tariq Cohen and like who would be a big name player that starts with a D or an E. You know what I mean? Like it was it was like sandwiched between two big time players, and it was just like Clifton Duck. Everybody <laughs> and everybody's like going from like going nuts to like who who's, who's Clifton Duck? <laughs> but that's my point. Yeah, you know, like. So you you're you're looking like you're not always looking for you know certain late round picks for undrafted guys right eventually you start taking notes and you write down their numbers right and the more time you write down that number the more times you make note of them right like it's just not how it works I didn't write twenty seven down a lot I'm not talking about Sherry Manis that's just yeah. Thomas Graham Jr. It's the way it is. And Daz Newsome had his collarbone and, you know, was still working his way back. But I think both of them end up back on the practice squad. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I, I can't imagine they – I mean, they got passed up by a lot of teams too in the draft. You got to remember that too. And if you're going to claim a guy off waivers, you have to put him on your 53. 
Correct. So, which also comes back to the changes that could happen by the time you're listening to this podcast about the Bears 53. Because if they go out and claim a guy that got cut, he goes straight to the 53 and someone else needs to be cut. And the only other move right now that they can make to clear that spot is putting Tevin Jenkins on IR. There's going to be some changes here. So we'll uh, we'll have another podcast later in the week, too, to uh, go over those changes. Also, Ryan Pace is going to talk to the media tomorrow, so we'll react to that as well. But uh, all right, where do we leave off? We talked about the wide receivers. Tight big boys. Tight tight ends. ends. Yeah, so Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, Jesse James. um, I guess the only thing was I I was – I'm not surprised by this, but I was wondering if it would come down to J.P. Holtz or Jesper Horstead. We haven't seen J.P. Holtz practice in that how was, long? That was the only thing I was worried about, but I, I think J.P. Holtz gives the Bears more than people realize, especially on special teams. Um, and they can even throw him in there in some random packages as a fullback on offense. So I just didn't know about the health because he really has not been out there a ton dealing with some nagging injuries. And then Jesper Horstead had that great game the other night. So, I I think in this regard again you have a, a case of of a of a young player who earned it in a sense. Yeah, that's fair. Where you like him a little bit more now, and there's a risk of of waving him and trying to get him trying to get him back to your practice squad. And maybe, um, I would almost wonder if Jesper's still a guy who could end up getting waved here. But after that first wave, when more yeah. of the rosters get set, maybe there's a less of a chance he gets claimed, if that makes sense. Yeah. The, the only reason being, and I do agree with you, he has earned it, but seems a little redundant right now, doesn't it? With him and Jesse James? Yes. Oh, well, I think they're a little bit different size-wise, but yeah, yeah, and I, I know what you're saying. Well, Jesse James is probably more of Cole's backup, and Jesper Horstek can... But these guys are interchangeable, too. Um, and, he, and Jesper can't play special teams. So I, I think it's a great story. And I'm not surprised the Bears kept both of them because I think they both have special teams value. And like you said, Jesper Horstead earned it. All right, offensive lineman, there's 10 guys on here right now. One of them will go away because Tevin Jenkins will go to IR. So that'll be nine. Uh, Jason Peters, Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer, James Daniels, Jermaine Effetti. That's your starting five. Your swing tackle is Elijah Wilkinson. Uh, and then you have two young tackles in Larry Borum and Lachavius Simmons, who uh, at one point he had played like every snap in the preseason, I believe. Yeah, until the fourth game. Simmons played the oh third game. So Simmons played the entire first and second preseason games. And I think they kind of like what they saw. So you have an abundance of backup tackles, which is interesting. And then you have Alex Bars, who is... He's kind of like your 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 Swiss Army knife. Yeah, he could play anywhere on the line. And we Even, should mention Wilkinson can play guard, too. So Wilkinson yeah. has value to fill in at guard. And um, maybe that's actually what ends up happening here is that Wilkinson ends up actually being more of a, a backup guard and maybe Borum or Simmons pinch hits a tackle if, if needed. But there's some options. Not a bad mix. 
I don't know what the ceiling is for it, but in terms of like the assembly of it, it probably makes the most sense of like yes, Jason Peters, your starting left tackle, Larry Bohr may take his job eventually. Just it, it, things seem to make more sense here than other places. Yeah. All right, let's get to the defense quick because Johns has to go to bed. All right. <laughs> Actually, I, I, had no, I had nothing to say about the offensive line. It just, you know, it's fine. Those five got to play together, see what they could do. I got to go to bed too. All right, defensive line, uh, not really any surprises here. Keem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, Angelo Blackson, and Kyrus Tonga. Is it Kai Iris? Yes, Kyrus. that's it. Kyrus Tonga. Who showed flashes. I think there's, I mean, as usual on the Bears defensive line, there's depth here. There's talent on the, at the top. They're better with Eddie Goldman. I thought Eddie Goldman looked great the other night. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. It's one position the Bears draft to develop extremely well. Uh, you have to give them that. Yeah. Since they switched to a 3-4, they have been outstanding with their linemen. They really like, Even the guys they like bring in. Like Mario Edwards was a guy they picked up, then actually re-signed to a two-year extension. Like they, they Angelo Blackson has looked really good at, in spurts yeah. of training camp. Yeah, he had that um, safety day. <laughs> he had like two safeties. Like safety day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Ryan Pace's position. Like if if there's one position that they identify really well, it's defensive line. Yep, and uh, you're right. So Mario Edwards Jr. will come back, and I don't think that they're going to end up losing any of the other. I mean, well, here's the thing that. Someone's going to be hurt at some point, too. So does anybody get hurt the first couple of weeks? You always got to keep that in mind. Um, a lot of these guys will end up getting hurt. That's what happens in football. All right, outside linebackers, uh, there's only four. Not too surprising, though. Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Jeremiah Atachu, and Trevis Gibson. I, I've i liked what I've seen from Gibson recently. He had a great game in Nashville. Great game. I, I just want to see him against, you know, top-tier starting NFL tackles, which I don't know that we've seen enough of that yet. I think you've seen the moves, though, and the confidence. Mm-hmm. Little edge. Like, he, he's a fast, athletic guy, especially coming off the edge. It just has different – he brings different things, right, than, than a Robert Quinn does just at this point in their careers. And to see him kind of – I don't want to say come into his own, but just to have a really good game to close out the preseason. I mean, his confidence has to be really, really high right now. That's a, if I had to pick like a player to watch right now, an important under the radar player, I think I'd go with him. Number one. And it's because I don't think Robert Quinn's going to play a ton. He played 51% of the snaps last year. Some of that was injury, but he's already kind of dealing with some nagging, nagging stuff. But on top of that, I think they're going to try to limit his snaps so he stays healthy. So that when he yeah. is on the field, he can give more efficient rushes, right? And and have more success when he is actually out there. And so part of that means that Jeremiah Tachu and Travis Gibson are going to have to play. So Gibson's going to be a player to me that gets a chance here. Gets a chance to prove himself against starters. And relatively quickly, too, I, I find him... I guess the first week when we get the inactives in LA, like that's a guy, because um, Atachi will be out there because he's special teams and get, but Gibson's on those teams too. So I, I, I've they should all four of them be active, and I think Gibson's going to get a chance. So that's a player if he starts to come on strong, I'd keep an eye out for. Yeah, him. and I know what you're saying too about the starters, but 
the Bears aren't the only team in the NFL with offensive line problems mm-hmm. at tackle. You know, like there's teams at other that it's just there's like a shortage of of us offensive tackles because of the way the college game is played now. There's it's just it's just different, and I think Gibson seems poised to like just in terms of comparing it to last year. Poised to become a serious contributor for this defense as opposed to the very limited action he got as a rookie. All right, the inside backers, it's like we talked about. There's a lot of them. Seven. Um, now, I, I, can, we, can we mention that Christian Jones does have the flexibility to play off the edge every now and then, too? It's a good point. That is a good point, especially if they get thin one week. You know, if Atachu goes down, they might move Jones over there and give him a week to, to come off the edge. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I really like him as a player, as an, as an addition coming back to the Bears. Um, I actually like what the Bears have done here. I mean, I think, like, you learned late in the season last year that Iggy and Josh Woods weren't going to cut it as true backups yeah. to Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan. So they've upgraded the backups there. Christian Jones and Alec Ogletree are the backups to those two players. But it didn't become apparent. Like, I remember asking Chris Tabor the first time he talked to us in training camp. I didn't name any players. I said, who are the, who are the new guys? Let me rephrase that. Who are the new, like, veterans? Because you lost Sherrick McManus and you lost Cordell Patterson. Who are the core special teamers that now you rely on as, like, the leaders, the special teams leaders? And he mentioned those guys. And I thought that was intriguing. That didn't mean that they weren't going to get cut, but you could tell that Tabor's going to go to bat to guys for guys like Joel E.A. Booneyway and Josh Woods, um, who's got to stay healthy. But that's obviously why they're on this team. And then Caleb Johnson showed earned some pr- showed some promise, so he earned it too. It's seven deep. Maybe we'll see some movement here, but I also wouldn't be terribly surprised if you didn't because this goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Like At the end of the day, you need a certain amount of special teamers. What position they play isn't always relevant because the position they play is special teams. And it just so happens that's how the Bears are ending up with seven inside linebackers. For now. For now. And four cornerbacks, which is the next position, which we already kind of addressed. It's probably going to change. Wanted. You just put up you just put up a sign right now. Help on it. You put it like up on two ninety four, like those yeah. those electric uh seeking billboards. Cornerback age twenty two to twenty five, starting experience preferred, injury history limited. <laughs> you know, like I'm not sure those guys exist, like the guys that check all the boxes you just brought up. They're on rosters right now. I mean, there's always a few surprising cuts out there. Right? I, here we are. I, I don't know who's out there yet. Um, like these these claims go through quite fast. Yeah. And we'll see. But, yeah, I would expect I, – I would put the over – like there's going to be two additions at cornerback, I think. By the end of the week, two. Ooh, that's a fun game to play. Two, two. So you're setting the over under at one and a half. One and a half. Yeah. I think I'll take the over too. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, all right, it's safety. Eddie Jackson, Tashawn Gibson, DeAndre Houston, Carson, Deion Bush. No surprises there. Uh, your typical backups: DHC and Deion Bush. I thought I heard something in my house here. 
<laughs> See, like the one time your son snuck into the picture, it looked like a yeah. ghost was in your house. Yeah. Let's I, not forget about that. That was one of the scariest podcasts we ever did. Yeah, because you couldn't see them and I could. That and was then pretty I turned freaky. around and looked in the dark room and there was nothing there. The chair just creaked or something. Yeah, but he was there. Um, Dion Bush drafted in 2016. That was still a while ago, in though. DHC? Wasn't he the same draft? He might have been. Yes, he was. DeAndre so, Holt was in that draft, too. Yeah, weren't they all three in the same round? Nick Nick Kwiatkowski was in that draft as well. Daniel Braverman. Yeah? Some solid players. Uh, yeah. Am I remembering this? Holy crap. That I have a, I have problems. I officially have <laughs> problems. <laughs> uh, well, let's pull it up. The 2016 draft. 2016 draft. It's Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd. Second round pick. Cody Whitehair. Cody Whitehair. Third Jonathan, round pick. Jonathan Bullard. Yep. Fourth round pick. So this is where uh, we there's off a third, bit there, there's three of them. Three fourth round picks. It was Kwiatkowski, Deion Bush, and DeAndre Hall. Correct. Correct. Deion. <laughs> <laughs> I have problems. DHC was the sixth rounder, and Daniel Braverman was in the seventh. Correct. Wow. And we're missing one player, and he was Wait, kind, who, of, kind of a big on. one, the fifth round pick. Bilal Nichols. No. Bilal. no hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't say it. Fifth round pick, 2016. Think offense. Was a starter. Was a starter. Quick starter. Quick starter. Fifth round. Yep. But also quick to be on a new team. Didn't last long, but was a starter and made an impact. Oh, this is going to bother me now. I got everybody else in that <laughs> draft. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. He could come back to me. We could There's keep at talking least about- 100 listeners right now who are screaming in their screaming cars right now me. the correct... The correct name. Come on, that was so impressive of me to recall by round. How about I give you another guys. hint? He was okay. cut today by a team. Cut today by a team? Yes. Offense. By, by the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. Jordan Howard. Yes. Jordan Howard. That's an underrated draft class, by That's the way. That's a good way. draft. That's a good draft. I mean, unfortunately, only one of them is a starter for the Bears. But they got production out of well, that. Like Leonard Floyd's doing okay for himself. Uh, Bullard didn't work out, but Kwiatkowski's doing well for himself. He got a contract. Deion Bush has been in the league since then. Bush and <laughs> He's DHC. Been the I mean, you're getting what you wanted out of Bush and DHC. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Howard. Howard was just a, kind of a one-dimensional back, but that was still a really good pick in the fifth round. So, um, yeah. And uh, Daniel Braverman is Kevin Fishbane's guy. Mm-hmm. He talks, Finley's too. He talks about that guy a lot. All right. Uh, your special teamers, Cairo Santos and Carlos Santos. Oh, your guy. What happened? Uh, oh, Brian <laughs> Johnson? Yeah. You can't keep two kickers. I didn't oh. say it was. I was just wondering if maybe somebody would trade for him. There's a lot of need for kickers out there right now. Now, do you think the Lions? I would. I'd claim them. First of all, they should probably claim two. 
Well, they couldn't have. They have zero They're signed to. I know you gotta. You gotta at least have a little competition going in. You, you can't just claim one guy. I don't know. I feel like yeah. there's already one. T- like the, the the Bears. It took them a while to get the Cairo Santos. The Vikings always seem to have kicking problems. Packers are fine. If he clears though, he's going to be on the practice squad. I'll tell you yes, that. Yes, 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 100%. And I like the idea of having two kickers with all this COVID nonsense still. Yes. So, uh, and then Pat O'Donnell and Patrick Scales, who have also been around for a while. Those are the spots. The Pats. The two quickly changed 53-man roster. Really the only one that's probably going to change that could impact starting by week one uh, or significant playing time even in week one, I would say, is corner. Yes. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. They are... Take the over. Two corners will be added. Yeah. By the end want, of the week. You might want to take the over on the uh, Rams points in week one, too. <laughs> oh, come on. Relying heavily on that pass rush. They better come through, right? With the uh, with the questions in the secondary right now, oh yeah, it could be. I think you could be okay as long as the pass rush is is there. And, like uh, if I if I can make an early prediction about this game, is that it's close. Like Sean decides defense keeps things close, but there was like two turnovers offensively, and then things get out of hand by like the mid middle of the third quarter. If Andy Dalton throws two interceptions in the first half, oh boy, does Andy Dalton finish the game? Yes. Oh. Can I just can I just sleep till Tuesday then? <laughs> no, I don't want to. We, we got to do a podcast. At I night. don't even. I'll do the podcast, but I don't want to have to deal with the Monday fallout in that situation. I just don't. I'm gonna. We'll do the podcast. Then I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna wake up on Tuesday, or maybe even Wednesday. And and I'm gonna say I'm on to I'm on to Cincinnati, which was a great reference because that was actually was that what actually was the reference from Bill Belichick? Yeah, yeah, we're on to Cincinnati, so that applies to the Bears as they go into Week Two because they play the Bengals. I guess it's not good that I had to explain that, but somebody got that out there. All right, we should go to bed. Speaking of bed. I could sleep for two days right now. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hoke, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Read us. I am on NBCSportsChicago.com. He's on The Athletic, TheAthletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you go to subscribe. We have T-shirts. We got merchandise. Which one are you wearing right now over there? I am wearing beer drinking football guys. That's the best one. That's my favorite. You can get that on obviousshirts.com. Find the Hogan Johns collection there. We got a ton of shirts. We got some some other football shirts for you too. Got a, they got a lot of White Sox shirts too. If you're into the to uh, the White Sox and pot, potentially winning World Series. Um. Okay. <laughs> They're winning four to two right now. In case you wanted a live update during a podcast that's being recorded. And there are guys on the team. Uh- in the north side that I have no idea who they are. That is the most bizarre roster I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Thank God we don't have to break down the Cubs 26-man yes, roster yes. like we had to break down the 53-man roster for the Bears tonight. Uh, unless you want to do another podcast. I do not. Okay, we'll do it later in the week. We'll hear from Ryan Pace tomorrow. We'll be back Thursday. We'll break it all down. We'll see what changes have been made. We'll hear what Ryan has to say. Uh, I'm curious what he has to say about the quarterback. The guy he drafted looks pretty good, huh? Huh? Sticking to the plan. Huh? I like that. 
Huh? We, we you barely? should ask the question like that. Hey, Justin feels pretty good, huh? Huh? What do you, what do you think about that, eh? Thoughts? Thoughts? Huh? You say your pace. This has to be the least we've talked about Justin Fields since he was drafted. It's refreshing. Like, get ready for more on Thursday. Yeah, then we'll be back at it on Thursday. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you then. See ya. Justin Fields!